0: Things are warming up here in Matsumoto, Japan, and I'll tell you what, when it comes to podcasting and the English Teacher John Show, I like it hot. Grab a drink, get ready to think, it's the English Teacher John Show number 58, and it's going to be great. Welcome, everyone, to the English Teacher John Show number 58. You know, this past weekend was just a great example of slow, personal, and local. And I say that because the drawbacks of modern life have been on my mind a lot these last few months. Uh, Doesn't modern life sometimes seem a bit too fast, impersonal, and, uh, I don't know, global or not local. That's why this past weekend really felt good. I would describe it as slow, personal, and local. It was slow, 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 that's for sure. My wife and I slept in means we slept late, took our time with almost everything we did. Uh, We spent uh, a lot of time on our bicycles, uh, in the garden, and doing some short hikes uh, in the local hills. We stopped by the uh, weekend craft fair in our town at the uh, local park. I don't think we were ever in a hurry. And we were almost always moving too slow to be considered busy. As far as personal, it was personal because I spent almost every moment with my best friend, my wife. Uh, I spent almost no time on the computer. Well, until now, that is. And no time in any motorized vehicles. Almost no time doing anything with any machine at all. Yeah, personal, human, slow-moving, local, very little use of machines. A pretty good weekend, the way I look at it. How about all of you? Are your weekends busy driving from place to place? Heavy on moving, meeting, doing, doing, doing. Or are you able to slow down and relax? Immerse yourself in the slow and personal and local? Okay, well, let's get busy and look at the index for today's Show number 58. Uh, first, we will have uh, a couple of idioms. And then you will hear an interview with my friend, Mike, who has some interesting things to talk about. Okay, well, let's get on with the show. Hey, what is that flying so low? Oh no, watch out. Here comes today's idiom. It's idiom time, and I think we've got some good ones for you today. Uh, Our first idiom is rise to the occasion. Rise, R-I-S-E. Rise to the occasion. They're not yet ready for the big presentation next week, but I'm sure they'll rise to the occasion. They will rise to the occasion. She looked tired and bored, but she really rose to the occasion at the end of the game. She really rose to the occasion at the end of the game. Yep, it means that you do everything that's required to get the job done, to succeed, Uh You'll get some energy, you'll do your preparation, and you'll do the task that you have to do. You'll do the job that you have to do. And uh, you'll do it well. You will certainly rise to the occasion. Our uh, second idiom is actually a group of idioms using the word steam, S. T-E-A-M. And uh, I'm sure this use of steam comes from the time that ships and trains were steam-powered. And I think you'll get the meanings uh, pretty uh, quickly. First one is let off some steam or blow off steam. That was quite an argument with your partner. Why don't you go to the gym and let off some steam? Let off some steam. Yeah, you've got a lot of strong emotions or feelings, uh, a lot of energy inside, and you need to do or say something to release those feelings and energy. Let's have a chat in the cafeteria and you can let off some steam. Let off some steam. How about pick up steam? Pick up steam. Last year, no one liked the idea, but recently, it's picked up steam. I think it's going to get approved. Pick up steam. Yes, it's gathering momentum. It's improving. It's getting better. I didn't think the youngest candidate could win, but he's really starting to pick up steam. Pick up steam. Hey, it's full steam ahead. Full steam ahead. We couldn't build during the winter, But now we're out here 10 hours a day trying to get it finished. It's definitely full steam ahead. We are doing it with all possible energy and enthusiasm. Full steam ahead. Run out of steam. This is our uh, last steam idiom. My, you know, my energy is fading now and uh, it's been a long day. I'm sure I'm too beat to do another idiom. Yeah, I'm, I'm out of steam. I'm tired and I can't do it. I have run out of steam or I am out of steam maybe one of your projects or ideas had a uh, period with great enthusiasm and effort and energy it picked up steam and wow for a couple of years it was full steam ahead unfortunately this year it just ran out of steam Don't worry. Don't let it bother you. Come on over tonight. Tell me about it. Let off some steam. Coming up next, it's an interview with Mike. You are listening to the English Teacher John Show. I think it's uh, finally time for some authentic English conversation. Yeah, not just John blabbing into the mic. Uh, My wife and I were in Tokyo recently, and we stayed with our good friends Mike and Miyuki. Um, Mike's from Canada, and I met him almost 10 years ago in Dharamsala, India. As many of you who listen to this podcast know, I spent some years in North India teaching English and computers, primarily to Tibetan refugees. Uh, Mike was passing through, and he had come down to our evening English program. He stayed some time in the town, and uh, he helped out with teaching English, and he also helped out with our fledgling computer program. Uh, It was just beginning at the time. Uh, In fact, uh, the computer program, yeah, it it was one of the earliest ones that was aimed at teaching computer skills to Tibetan refugees. And this interview with Mike lasts about 21 minutes. Today we have a special episode. Two guests. Live and recorded from Tokyo, Japan. And uh, we are with my good friend, Mike, who is joining us. And uh, we appreciate it, Mike, especially being that it's your house. Uh, mm-hmm. Welcome to the English Teacher John Show.
1: Thank you. And we've also got Morgan joining us.
0: Uh, Morgan is with us. Uh, Morgan, tell us about Morgan. Who is Morgan?
1: Morgan, who are you? Well, he says he's a four-month-old baby. And uh, he's happy to be here, too.
0: Welcome to the show, Morgan. <laughs> Any comments? Brah. I think Morgan might pipe in in the future Mm. during our show here.
1: You might hear Morgan, yeah.
0: So I have known Mike for, I don't remember, Mike. How long have I known you?
1: Uh, Eight to ten years, I'd say.
0: Has it been that long? Eight to ten years? We've been married
1: five years. Well, not Going on six, not we. Not we. But I've been married. Mike has been married. Let's clarify that. And uh, we knew each other three, four years before that for sure. So eight to ten years, yeah. All right. So Mike, I think
0: our listeners might be interested in uh, who you are, what do you do, tell us a little bit about
1: yourself, please. I'm a 16 year old street seller. (laughs) (laughs) No, Uh, I'm a teacher now in Tokyo, I'm originally from Vancouver, Canada, the west coast of Canada, and came to Japan about six years ago after traveling through Asia uh, many times. Hmm. And tell us... uh, Generally, uh,
0: what do you like to do? What are you, you're a teacher, or what, mm. how do you spend your free time? We'll get more into that later, but free just give time. us a summary of your...
1: Well, I love teaching, so I, I usually enjoy my weekdays, but I always look forward to the weekends when uh, we try to get out of Tokyo and do various outdoor pursuits, whether it be hiking, or cycling, or running, onsening, anything like that, mm. to relax and get away from the, the pace of Tokyo a little bit. I
0: have to say Mike is one of the most active guys I know, uh, he and his wife, Miyuki. Uh, similar to my friend Martin, who uh, I think uh, English teacher John listeners know about, uh, they're both very active. Um, so yeah, Mike and I have a little bit of history, uh, uh, Morgan has perked up here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> We are on the 11th floor here of a uh, building in the area called Otaku. Otaku Dao. Yeah. And we have uh, our history of getting together. Do you rem- maybe you remember better than me. It's been, like you said, eight, eight nine years ago. Mm. We, I was teaching in an English program and you were helping out with that as well as... Uh, yeah. as can you uh, refresh my memory? Where in where, where, where were we?
1: <laughs> uh, well, you were you were in Dharamsala and I was traveling and ended up there for a little while. And I uh, was looking to help out, just to stay stay there for a little bit and help out in some way. And we met in that cafe, in the mm-hmm. Tibetan Welfare Center. Is that where we met? Yeah, that's the first time I met you. So I was sitting there having a piece of cake and a coffee and enjoying the mountain views. and. And you were the person to talk to when it came to uh, helping out with the English program. Mm.
0: So.
1: Was that the the new uh,
0: Tibetan Welfare Office Cafe? Is that where? Did you hear that?
1: That was Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> that was Morgan. <laughs> Say something. <laughs> yeah, that was the new. Yeah, it was um, the one on the one on stilts on chopsticks. All oh, right. Perched uh, above the above the bank. Yeah. yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, we then, you came to, this is McLeod Ganj, is the uh, Dharamsala, North India. Um, I think it's about 500 kilometers north of Delhi, the capital, and I think... Uh...
1: Hey, Morgan. Morgan said six, 600. <laughs> he went, oh, 600, 600 sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I was there, uh, I guess I ended up being there about seven years. Yeah. Um, we were just starting, when you rolled into town we were just starting computer classes, as That's I right. recall. Yeah. So I was involved in English classes for a year or two, <clears throat> That's right. and we were just starting computer classes and you, you were helping me out, uh, getting those going, as I yeah. recall.
1: I think I was, you and I taught the first class there and then I had to leave. Mm. Yeah. I think you, you taught my last lesson, actually, in that beginners group.
0: Yeah, you left it on me.
1: I left it. The test.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. And
1: in McLaughlin, how, how long did you stay there the first time? I think it was three months. Not too long. Maybe mm-hmm. three months. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, at that time, who would know that I would go on to stay there like another five years? <laughs> and who would have thought we'd both end up in Japan? We'd both end up in Japan. Up in Japan. Yeah. Uh, at the time, Mike and I were both single. Swinging. Uh, swinging singles. Swingin singles. Uh, Mike maybe swinging more than me. <laughs> but we both ended up marrying Japanese women and uh, settling at least now for now in Japan yeah Mike you are definitely one of the most active guys I know around here and he's a little bit younger than me a couple years a couple years so uh, give us an idea like uh, what places have you been I stay around I live in Matsumoto Mike lives in Tokyo Mm-hmm. I generally go cycling around the local area is kind of my thing I don't have a car my wife and I we don't drive around so give us an idea like what are some of the good highlights of
1: places you've been in Japan mm, probably cycling Hokkaido would be one we did a 10-day north-south trip in Hokkaido mm-hmm. that'd be one of them uh, around here though we've got a little airplane in the background there yeah around here Probably Hakone or uh, Hakone would be a good place for us to go for different reasons. So
0: Hokkaido is the northern island, and uh, yeah, yeah uh, in previous shows we've talked a little bit about Hokkaido with Charlie and his cycling. So you have you have cycled a bit in Hokkaido as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. Miyuki and I went from north to south, from a place called Wakanai down to Wakanai. Wakkanai to uh, what's the southern port called? Uh, Tomokomai where the, the ferry boat left from to cross back to the main island, Honshu.
0: And that's kind of camping
1: along the way? That was tenting, yeah, that was fun. The weather wasn't the best, mm-hmm. but, you know, the free campsites and the onsen that are nearby was really good.
0: And, and how many days cycling is
1: that? Uh, of cycling, I think we cycled six days and then we had a couple of weather-related um, weather rest days. Where it was raining too hard to really enjoy the cycling. Summer season? Yeah, that was in the summer. Yeah. So. And uh, I
0: know you do a fair amount of cycling. What uh, you've come up you've come up to visit us in Nagano. Nagano mm-hmm. is uh, we're kind of famous for the mountains up there, ski mountains. And what are some besides cycling? What are some of the other uh, other uh, activities around Japan
1: you've done? Well, lots of hiking. Mm-hmm. Um, been up Mount Fuji a few times now. Fuji-san, uh, Mount, Fuji-san Fuji. Mount Fuji. I have
0: not been up there but Mike and I are starting to talk about a possible trip together. Well Mike's talking, you, Mike's you, talking. you just have to join me. John's uh, <laughs> sometimes listening sometimes not.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, Mount Fuji a few times and then some of the other big mountains in the, the Japanese Alps um, like Kitadake was, was another really really good mountain to go up. Um, there's been many now actually. Many mountains we've gone up.
0: Mm. And what
1: you guys do a lot of, uh, I know the last few hikes, didn't you go up in the morning and come down? You tend to. Yeah, we like, well, I like to overnight on the mountain, but sometimes because of the driving distance um, from Tokyo, we need to do a quick up and down day trip, which in some aspects it, it changes the hike. It goes from being a maybe a hike where you do lots of photography and, you know, a few cups of coffee on the way up to um, to more of a training hike where you're you've got your head mm-hmm. down and you just just got your legs going and that's that's fun too. It's a nice change.
0: Yeah, makes the coming down a bit hard though. After yeah. Uh, yeah. at the end of the day, knees I like, are a bit I like tired. Both
1: though I do like both ways. Really?
0: Yeah. Uh, so I know. Are there any mountains we've climbed in common? We haven't gone together, but Mount um uh, Yoko uh, we climbed together. Uh, <laughs> Mike's wedding, Mike and Miyuki's wedding. Uh, how many years ago?
1: Uh, just over five years now.
0: Five years, that was uh, my first trip to Japan before yeah. I lived here. And you were hooked.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I was hooked,
0: I guess. <laughs> uh, we, cli- we climbed a mountain called Myoko together with the, terrible weather. your father, your yeah. sister, Sisters. and we got rained on fiercely coming down.
1: And I think that night we got a bit tipsy
0: too, didn't we? Um, <laughs> I don't recall exactly, <laughs> yes, uh, we, we had a, a pretty good time singing. We had a little karaoke machine in the, in the house where we were staying. And uh, the Jeremiah.
1: song Jeremiah Was a Bullfrog. Uh, and that's the first time I've heard that song, but it's now in my mind forever. Yes.
0: I'm not going to sing Jeremiah Was a Bullfrog. That's the one who sings it. That? That that's uh, Three Dog Night. You can look that up. Three Dog Night, Joy to the World is a song. We Are the World, I think we sang that night also. I'm sure we did sing that one, yeah. Karaoke is a very uh, popular activity to do Mm. in evenings in Japan, and I think around Asia in
1: general. I think so, yeah. Around North America. when When the spirits are flying, it tends to go all night. Yeah.
0: In North America, though, that, that wasn't, when I was growing up, it's no. still these days in North America, maybe other places, mm. Europe, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's so common to Not so much, no. rent a place and, and sing with friends. Mm. Uh, all right, activities. So uh, hiking, and uh, we have been out in the snow together.
1: Yeah, lots of snowboarding. Um, this season was the first season in about five years where we didn't actually do a lot of snowboarding because we had Morgan in December. Mm. But before that, we averaged, mm, yeah, lots of days on the mountains, even living in Tokyo, so it was good. Yeah. Any
0: specific places you really like to go snowboarding?
1: Well, I prefer skiing, but skiing's for wimps. A... <laughs> skiing's for wimps. Yeah, <laughs> that's a whole new topic.
0: Yeah, um, no, half a generation older, so you know, we're all skiers in my generation.
1: I think if I'm going to recommend. I've got probably three hills in Japan. I would recommend. All right, and, let's, uh, let's hear them. Uh, Suginohara three. is in Niigata Prefecture. That would be one. Suginohara, Sugi no which is on Mount Myoko, right? It's on the, Mount Myoko, that and we and hiked, and yeah. I have not skied there. The top to bottom, I think, is over nine kilometers. Flat. Uh, the bottom's really flat, but it's it's really fun at the top. Mm, uh, in I'd fact, like one day at the, from the top of that hill, we saw Mount Fuji, and that's right across Japan. So. That's it, about all the way across. It is, so it gives you an idea of the height. So Suginohara would be one, another one would be in your prefecture, Nagano, called Shigakogen, which has grown on me this year a lot. And my third favorite would be an area called Bandai. Bandai, I don't know. Which is um, uh, north of here. Mm. Yeah, a few hours. I think it's in Fukushima prefecture. Mm. So I, I think, and, of course, Hokkaido is, is known for its powder, but I haven't had the luck to go there yet. You have not uh, boarded in Hokkaido? No, no, not yet. We're talking maybe this winter, going yeah. out for a, a weekend.
0: I I have not been there. But you, I, you can
1: get some really good deals out of Tokyo. Yeah, wow.
0: Now, you've done these kinds of outdoor activities for a while. Were you as active in Canada when you lived there?
1: Yeah, but I think in Canada I played I played soccer a lot more. I don't play it now, so... Uh, My time on the weekends and often during the week was spent training on the field rather than just training, so Mm. I've gone away from a team sport mentality to more of a individual pursuit, I would say.
0: And most of these things, which I find really nice, most of these things you do, you do with your wife.
1: Yeah, quite a bit. I mean Lately with Morgan that's had to change Mm. a little bit, but um, we're slowly getting back Back into it, yeah. And Morgan is uh, four, what'd four you tell months, me? four months old.
0: Four months old, and we'll we'll have to throw up a snapshot or two of him onto the website. Yeah, yeah.
1: And he's quite photogenic. I'm sure you can find some good pictures.
0: Any comparisons? Uh, being in Japan and being an outdoor guy, um, any comparisons between other countries where you've done outdoor sports activities, hiking? Any comparisons with Japan and how you well, find things
1: here? I think Japan's one of the one of the countries I've traveled to that's got the most opportunity, maybe the most variety. I think it's changed a lot, though, maybe, since we got here six years ago. Mm. Um, other countries, I think, that offer a lot, Canada and America, of course. I'm sure Europe is the same way, although I've never been there. Um, but Japan's right up there now, you know, you can do Lots of races if you want to get into racing on the road or on the trail on a bike or by foot. It's got it. It's got it all now.
0: Uh, Can you give us a quick summary? A quick uh, some information about your upcoming
1: uh,
0: (laughs) challenge, let's say. Uh, I'll give you information when I finish it. All right, come on. (laughs) Uh, Just give us. uh, I, I think it's pretty special to do something like this. It'll uh, be give us, give when us a I finish it. <laughs> all right, Mike doesn't want to talk too much. Give us a quick rundown. It's a, it's it's a longer race.
1: Well, it's a race that it's a it's what's called I guess an endurance race. Um, and last year I did the first leg of it, which is 35 kilometers, and uh, that takes place in the mountains. So it's a trail and mountain road, and it's it's a different kind of race. Um, this year I'm doing the second chunk, which is 71 kilometer. Seven-one. That's
0: 71 kilometers, uh, f- uh, 45 miles? Uh,
1: I don't know how many miles that is, but... Something like that. It's uh, what we call a long race. It's a long ways, yeah, and it's it's done in a day, so you have, to, uh, you have to pace yourself, but you also have to keep in mind that there is a, a cutoff time you have to beat in order to proceed.
0: At, at what point is the cutoff? At what point into the race is the cutoff?
1: I'm not even sure. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I don't... Uh, don't worry about that too much. As long as I'm healthy,
0: how does one train for a 71k race?
1: It's a good question.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to know that. It's how, yeah. how. When is the race?
1: What's the date? Three weeks. Uh, Three weeks from now. Uh, Sunday. Yeah. Um, right. Training-wise, I think, like you were saying earlier today, you just have to be in, in good shape. Um, you can't train for two months and be prepared for it. It's something you have to. I think your body just has to be as strong and your mind has to be strong too, sometimes that's more than half the battle. Mm, It's it's sometimes easy just to give up because it's a long ways away. So I've been running, um, every weekend I do a long long run, um, building up to, I won't run 70 before the race. How
0: long is a long run when you go out for a training run?
1: Uh, Anywhere from say 20 to 40. So I'm hoping... um, within a week or two to be to, to be running a 40, like a marathon basically. And then from there, once you hit the marathon point, um, it's just a matter of finishing. You, you don't worry about running the whole way. You just, because a lot of it is uphill too. Wow. So you have to just kind of walk sections and you know stop and have a snack and drink lots of fluid and stretch and then move on, do the next 10K. Stop again. Right. Have wow. some more food. Have an on a rice ball, you know. And you, you can't think that you're going to go from from start to seventy one without stopping, right? Because you won't finish. Uh, uh,
0: how many people do this race?
1: I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. It
0: was I would a few say, hundred.
1: No, I think last year there was seven hundred racers. Seven hundred racers running seventy one k. Yeah, some of them run the whole hundred k, which that's what I'm aiming for next year. Is the the big the big daddy.
0: Wow. Yeah. So. Now I have a uh, so generally ultra marathon
1: I think is yeah what that's we'd call what it's called is. or endurance yeah. yeah.
0: Wow. Hey, you just uh, I, I wanted to move to other countries. You, uh, I know you've cycled a bit in Thailand, mm-hmm. and what what are some of the other cycling experiences? I know you're you're
1: really an avid cyclist, yeah. and I'm becoming a cyclist. Thailand's probably the, the country I've cycled the most, uh, and India would be the other country. Where I Give us
0: an example ride in Thailand, like for how long and where did you go?
1: Ooh, well, Miyuki and I did a ride from Malaysia, the border of Malaysia, from a town called Sungai Kolok, which I wouldn't recommend you visit, by the way. <laughs> uh, from there, we, we rode the coastline up to uh, up towards Bangkok um, to one of the islands where we went diving, and uh, that was, I think, about 900 kilometers roughly
0: 900k mm-hmm. on the bike yeah. and what are
1: some of the challenges in Thailand when you ride ride a bike that just well it's flat but it's hot so just the heat the heat really the heat so we would be on the road by um, quite often before the Sun came up we would put the lights on and, and head out which is probably my favorite time of the day to cycle mm. because you get to see you know the people waking up and the monks out collecting alms and, Just it's a really nice, quiet, peaceful time of the day, and it's not too hot yet, although it's still warm. And uh, yeah, just the heat, I would say, the heat and the humidity, which just don't go away.
0: Mm. Are you generally on road bikes or mountain bikes when you do these trips?
1: Mountain bikes. I don't even own a road bike. Not really. Yeah, just a mountain bike.
0: Thailand and uh, coming up from the Malaysian border. Mm -hmm. How about? Weren't
1: you? You were in Vietnam not too long ago. Yep. Uh two summers ago I cycled in Vietnam up the coast there too. That How long a nice. trip was that? Uh, that was shortened a bit cuz my bike broke down. <laughs> uh yeah, it just it was finished. So I it finished in a good spot though with the beach. So I just stayed there for a little while and, and that was it. So what you do with there. the bike? I just left. I gave it to some
0: you didn't throw it in the sea or anything.
1: I wanted to. <laughs> I gave it to a, a girl that was um, a backpacker, and she was staying there for a little while to. Uh, she was volunteering, and she could use a bike. Mine, it didn't really work. Um, you know, if you're climbing hills or anything, it was just, it was not mm. functioning well. So, but for her to putter around town, it was it was okay.
0: Mm. And in Canada? Did you, do, did you do long rides in Canada as no, well? No, I've
1: never actually done a long ride in Canada. Really? Yeah. Yeah. How's Tokyo for cycling? Stinky. <laughs> <laughs> Is it? It's not bad. Yeah, it depends where you go. Are we going to do a, a cycling uh, adventure this year? I think this
0: summer we need to. Right, mm-hmm. There are two good uh, climbs around Matsumoto, so uh,
1: yeah. I think we'll have to do that. Maybe we'll take Morgan too.
0: Bring Morgan along. Bring the family, see if we can get Tomoko. My wife likes to go around by bicycle, but she's not much of a climber. Well, we might have the phone ringing there. Hey, Mike. uh, Uh, I think, speaking of wives. It's been great uh, talking to you, and thank you very much for joining us on the English Teacher John Show. See you later. Frapper, Frapper, Frapper. How about a word about our Frapper map? Yeah, I haven't mentioned it in a while. Uh, I appreciate you guys and gals uh, sending your photos and your comments in. Uh, I was just checking out the map and thinking of many of you in faraway places who are uh, listening to our podcast, uh, maybe regularly, maybe not, I don't know. Uh, Places like Mongolia, Romania, Brazil, Holland, Spain, Italy, Cyprus, uh, Hungary, Ukraine, Russia, uh, Taiwan. Yeah, looking at the uh, English Teacher John group Frapper map, it really gives me uh, a few moments of mind travel, (laughs) imagination travel. So... uh, Thanks for that. And thanks, uh, Some there are some very interesting photos of you guys there. Uh, just a really nice mix. Uh, I, I really enjoy seeing you guys, seeing your faces. And uh, yeah, okay, I feel like I know you a little bit. Um, okay, well, uh, any of you can link to, uh, you can find the link to our Frapper map on our podcast page. Yeah, uh, it's time to end the show right now. I think uh, don't forget. Uh, you can find more information and some links and uh, some transcripts on our My English blog. And that's a place you can post your comments and suggestions. Uh, our blog and all of our video, yes, video and audio podcasts are at Englishteacherjohn.com. Our email address is podcast at englishteacherjohn.com. Uh, also, you can leave us a voicemail message on Skype and our skype id is of course english teacher john uh we've been getting a lot a lot a lot of spam email uh, hundreds 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 so um it's, it's it's very hard these days to um filter out the spam and just get the emails from you guys so uh Sorry about that. It's been a tough job to to, uh, organize and filter out the spam. Uh, Very hard to get uh, the real emails, the important emails through the spam. Sorry about that. Uh, Have you checked out our Africa Safari photos yet? Uh, You can find cheetahs, lions, elephants, giraffes, gazelles, and more at uh, Flickr.com. That's F-L-I-C-K-R, flickr.com, slash photos, slash English Teacher John. Okay, well, thanks to Martin Chenal. He is our music man. And a special thanks to my friend Mike for being part of today's show. Okay, everyone, thank you for listening to the English Teacher John Show. My name is John Coons. Have a great week.